phone conversation. It's Bealist Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NPR radio network on the new 105.5 Sports, 105.5 FM, AM 1240, and AM 780 up in Rumford. Aaron Morse is sitting in for Coach Wing today. Winger will be back tomorrow. Aaron will meet on Monday for a few weeks, but don't worry. I'll, you know, show isn't going anywhere and nobody's leaving and <laughs> I'll be back. No, no worries. I'll still be checking in quite often. God help all of you. <laughs> I may even find the time to record a Saturday morning show, but we'll oh. see. We'll see what all happens. Right. But probably wow. not. Like, it sounds good in my head in theory. Right, right. But it, at the end of the day, it's like, no, probably not. <laughs> Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com joins us now. Travis, you know, we were just talking off the air about the attendance at the University of Maine. It's funny, Cal Oaks is going to join us later on, and he wrote an article about it this weekend, so we'll probably talk about that with him, too. Uh, I was up at the game. Uh, almost 7,000 people up there. Um, I think they had almost 8,000 for the home game against New Hampshire a few years ago. I think that helps because you're going to have a few more New Hampshire fans than, say, the, I'd say, about 55 to 60 Jacksonville State fans that were at the game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that I think that I think that helps the numbers a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I actually, I might be underappreciating that. There's def- there was definitely some parents there. Um, but it was a great atmosphere. And it was a big win for that program. But, you know, you and I were talking about this off the air. The Alphonse Arena, like... Oh, the the actual Alphonse Arena itself, the the icy one, um, it, that they do also play basketball on too, which I've never quite understood, but you know, not as much anymore. Luckily, um, it's too bad that's not on campus, though. It's really too bad that they didn't get the pit done to the point where you could just have the games on campus. I think that would, I think that would make it, uh, make it be the place there. But regardless, um, the actual Alphonse Arena, uh, the capacity is about fifty seven hundred. Well, that right. place gets so packed. I, was, so. I wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong. No, no. So to me, and as I look at that, I still has any uh, has anyone ever like any like professional uh, uh, um, skateboarder ever requested to uh, to skateboard uh, the top of the Alphonse Arena? Um, I <laughs> beats me. I just, yeah, maybe I don't. I, I feel like they could. I'm not really tied into the professional skateboarding circuit. <laughs> I wasn't so. sure. I wasn't. I wanted to double check. Like, if you ever find well, that yeah, out, I, just, there, I would feel weird offering an opinion. I mean, it's never stopped me on both everything else, but on this one, I feel like this. Um, this one, you feel like you can't do it. Okay, I totally. Yeah, I feel like I can't chime in here. Yeah. Okay, I totally, I, I totally all, understand. I don't have all the facts. Oh, they absolutely should try to skateboard it. Yeah, that, do you see that? <laughs> I see it, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I've always thought of that. Like, maybe get Travis Pastrana up to do some BMX stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things you could do, you know? You a lot. But I you got to do it early because if you wait too long, the snowbanks just go right up basically to the edges and it's not the same anymore. Yeah, no, you're right. You're 100% yeah. right because then it, you're just you're utilizing the snow too. So, um, you yeah, know, we talked about this a little bit. Capacity is about 5,700. Um and then you look at the attendance for the football game, it's 5,700, 6,000. Well, when you can fit 10,000 in the football stadium, it's going to look like it's a little bit more empty uh, as opposed yeah. to, to the other way. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'd like to see more people up there, but I also know that people, for some reason, people south of, of Lewiston, Auburn, uh, get allergic to driving north. Yeah, they do. And also, I guess, so that, I guess that was, you're supposed to have sequests, I think, but I like it this way. So what's the... What's the average attendance for UMaine basketball games, men or women, um, at the Cross Insurance Center? You know, I don't know. I, I know the women I, is probably more so than the men. Yeah, I know that too. I, I guess what I'm getting at is I just wonder, and I think it ties into what you're talking about with, and I wish I had those numbers in front of me because I, 
I just wonder if when you get to that six, seven, eight thousand mark, you know, that's peak, right? At the highlight of everybody being really, really good and competitive. Um, if that's just kind of the saturation point for that area, because you know, the problem with the problem with Orono Maine, of course, is other than Bangor, there's nothing else around. No. So, I mean, it is as spread out as spread out gets. And so, you know, it's hard to draw that many people. Now, you could argue, where are the students? Why aren't there more on a, on a campus that size? I still feel like at hockey games, you know, the, the student section, which is basically that upper balcony, um, is a tremendous atmosphere when they're, when, they're in, when they're in, you know, it's in semester, not on a break, and, and that place is packed. But I always wonder, like, why aren't there more people, why aren't there more students clamoring to get in there? Like, why is that not, you know, that's a huge university. So I guess my point being, once we get outside of Bangor, and then it kind of feeds into your thing, that even though it's our state university, I would even argue that you get south of Augusta, and people just don't want to make that trip, you know, because now you're over an hour. And, and I just, for whatever reason, um, you know, even though those of us that grew up here remember in the days of like, you know, you drive 45 minutes to go see a movie or to go bowling, you know, um, people just don't want to make that trip. And it's, it's too bad. It's too bad. I agree. It's a, it's a so nice trip. A, and... I, I guess the point being, I guess maybe it's a saturation point because we can talk about hockey when it was still a powerhouse. We can talk about an extremely successful University of Maine football team this year. And we can talk about a really nice building and a UMaine women's team that's very competitive and a men's team that is, you know, however you want to point it. You can, you can say it's still growing or not. I, you know, I don't follow it closely enough to know. But um, point being, no one's ever getting 10000 And So maybe that's, maybe it's just location, 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 as they say in real estate. Talking to, well, and I guess that's what it is, too. I one of my favorite threads ever on MBR was we should move the Orono campus to uh, we should just we should just have the Orono school move down to Portland, right? Like pick it up and move it. Yeah, yeah. Let's or let's just let's swap it. Let's make Orono uh, the D three school, and we'll make USM the D one school, right? Because you know all those historic buildings and and that historic campus uh, for the University of Maine in Orono uh, would obviously you know make a great D three school. Right, right. True story. Yeah. Right. I th- it's funny how, you know, I guess, you know, to us, right, the University of Maine is a large university. But at the same time, I guess if we compare it to the Michigans of the world, and the, you know, it's, it's not the same. So, And, of course, our, our, our state doesn't have a huge population. And our population is so central. And it's, it's so, um, not central, um, it's just so concentrated in the bottom third of the state, and it might not even be that much, that it just makes it hard to get people. Because I do think, like, I think with the football team, and I think with the, well, I think with the, the football team specifically, I think of, and I think, yeah, I mean, you could probably say the same to hockey and basketball, just to a lesser extent, is that if they're on TV, if they're in a tournament game, if they're playing a big game, people talk about it. People are watching it. People know what's happened. But they just don't go. And I don't, you know, I, I felt for a long time with hockey, part of the reason is I think the price, ticket price structure up there is absolutely comical. Because they still want you to believe that they're the 1993 41 
you know, one and two teams. Oh, yeah. Or 42 and two. Definitely. And they're not, as we know. But right. They, but they're charging you They're charging you more to go to that game than they're charging you for an East Coast Hockey League game. You know, and more than they were when the, when the Pirates were still in Portland. And there's no kid ticket prices. So if you want to take a family of four, you're spending over 100 bucks to watch a team that, you know, gets swept by Quinnipiac. So... I just I or can't or can't win more than one game against you know a bad Vermont team. So I don't know. I've always thought their ticket price structure there is, is laughable. I know that they're trying to generate money, right? Because they don't have any. But I, I feel like, eesh, if you really want people to show up, you've got to you, you can't charge twenty four dollars a seat. You just can't. No, no, twenty four dollars a seat is is a bit much. I mean, for me, like if I want to go bring four kids to something, like. You know, one, I'm, I'm lucky because occasionally I know people that can do sea dogs things, sure, right? Like, sure. you know, so that's that's helpful. And then two, you know, you're looking for things that aren't going to break. Because when you go there, yep. you can't just say, okay, kids, we bought We're the seats. Watch the game. Yeah, sit down, watch a game, and shut your face, right? Yep. Like that's, yep. I mean, now I will say that, but it will not be effective um, right. because they're going to want, you know, French fries. And uh, they're yeah. going to see somebody come by with a, a helmet full of ice cream. Yeah. Um, that's on top drizzled over a funnel cake. Um, yeah. There's just, there's always something that they're yeah. going to see. Yeah. True so true. that's going to get added on, on top of it, which is, which is great. This is, this is true. Aaron, if you, if you end up having kids uh, yeah. after you no, get married, no, this is the, no. the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Travis is telling you. It's, it's <laughs> I just, don't think it's my choice. It just, it just stacks the, it just stacks it all. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's one on top of the other on top of the other. So, yeah. Are you, wait, are, are you, are you getting married, Aaron? Like, is that the No, plan, he's getting or? married. Travis, I'm engaged. He's engaged. Did you? Yeah. Um, he, he, <laughs> he asked her to marry him at uh, Lambeau Field, actually. I don't, it doesn't matter. The point is. No, um, no I, I felt like you'd have something to say about that. I mean, that's pretty. He's that's stuck on the cool fact that I should not have kids, I think. Yeah, well, I agree with that, too. Okay, you know? <laughs> Maybe one, possibly two. I don't know. Sometimes the one child situations are difficult. You usually need two to pair them up. But if you're going to have two, uh, you have to wait. You have to have one be somewhat more mature to be able to handle the other one. Uh-huh. Um, but not much more. Like a five-year gap, and then that's it. After that, when they say, do you want any more? No, thank you. I would like to get this uh, procedure done to where that won't happen again. Thank you. <laughs> I, I just, you, you lost me at maybe have one. Maybe just, have no, one. Just don't do it. Don't do just, it. Just don't. And I love my children. I wouldn't give them up for anything. But, you know, if you I'm giving anybody advice nowadays, like, there's too much stuff to watch out for, man. It's like it's like getting too many dogs or too many cats, right? If one gets yeah. loose, it's your fault. Well, it's, it's, your fault. it's also weird because, like, you can't model it after you were raised. Like, when I was a kid, it was totally different. Like, the world was different. Like, nowadays you have to deal with, like, your kids wanting to be on their you know, tablets all day. Mm-hmm. We didn't have tablets when I was growing no, up. No, no. We had to use our imagination to have fun. Right. Oh, yeah. What is an imagination? Yeah, yeah. And I walked uphill both ways. Yeah. <laughs> uphill both ways. Had to milk the cow with no bucket. <laughs> we just put it in my no hand yeah. and bring it back to the pasteurized machine. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And sometimes if I was lucky, I could get a carton of milk for lunch for school. Yes. <laughs> carton of milk. <laughs> but all of this is just a fancy way of saying it's really expensive to take a family forward to a college. Correct. Yeah. It is. It, it's, it's insanely expensive. So that's something that needs to be looked out for. But my hope is that the University of Maine uh, kind of 
um, what's what's the phrase I'm looking for here? Springboards and capitalizes on this. Like they've had some years like this before. I thought 2008 was a year similar to this. Uh, they went to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, they were everybody's darling. Um, they didn't beat UNH that year, which was something different. But they lost on the road at, at the University of Northern Iowa, and which is a pretty good football school. And um, they came out in the year 2009. Everybody was excited, and then they played D3 St. Cloud State and barely beat them in overtime. They played uh, a D3 school? They played a D3 school the next year. Really? And like a St. Cloud State came in. It was either D2 or D3. Huh. I mean, and it was set up perfectly to have your team come in and just stomp them and get everybody excited for the year. And it did not It did not go well. Did it count towards their record? It did. Okay. It huh. did, but it didn't. It, I don't think it helped them in no. any way. I, I, don't, I, I don't think it, it was really at mean football. I think it was 2009. But yeah, it was it was a pretty rough one, a pretty rough one. So That's you hope they don't do win. that next year. Yeah. No, I feel like Maine football in general has been, and I mean when I mean historically, I, I'm not even knocking people that are there now, and even if it, so, I don't mean it to sound that way. But I just feel like historically, from the time I grew up, it was always in these little spikes where one year, you know, the Mike Buck year, yeah, you know, like the Mike goes, Buck, Carl Smith. But but there's no like follow up like that. It, it didn't create. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but you know, from my Faded, you know, adult memory. It's like, yeah, I feel like it. I feel like it was a one-time thing, and then they didn't carry that into six years of success. Yeah, no, you're right. You're 100 percent right because yeah. it would go. It was just kind of that one, that one shot, one kill thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like boom, yeah. boom, and it was. So you're hoping that, that you know you got a younger coach there now. Yeah, they play yeah. a much more wide open offense. They're they're bringing their quarterback back next year. They got a young offensive line. They've got a young tailback, um, and you know they do a good job there of making sure that you know they're they're getting guys that were told. You know Sheffield uh, had a really good press conference in the final in the final regular season game. He said, you know, we've all been told that either we weren't fast enough, we weren't smart enough, our grades weren't good enough, um, uh, we weren't strong enough, we weren't tall enough, we weren't whatever enough. Whatever it was, we weren't enough. This year we were, you know, they were picked for eighth in the CAA. Yeah, yeah. And this year, um, you know, they won the CAA. And now, you know, they're in the Elite Eight. That doesn't happen that often. Doesn't happen around here that often. No, for sure, for sure. <coughs> I feel good. I feel like FCS teams in general probably have, the players probably have more chips on their shoulder than maybe other programs, right? Because I imagine mm-hmm. all these guys, they want to play at an FBS school. Yeah, because most of these but, kids are coming from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, you know, yeah. that sort of Connecticut. And they wanted to be the guys that went to Penn Florida State. State, Penn State. Yeah. Um, Probably not Rutgers. Okay. But, not, may, yeah, <laughs> which is too bad. Because Rutgers, you know, Rutgers had a good chance there for a little bit. And then they, they kind of went off the bat. Yep. It's, never, it's yep. never made any sense to me why Rutgers isn't better than it is athletically. It has never made any sense yeah. to me. Because yeah. every time you turn around, who are the best sports people and they always say he's from new jersey he's from new jersey he's from new jersey are you flipping kidding me <laughs> true right so true. like it just yeah, it, true. It i guess those kids mental. wanted to leave new jersey would be my theory i suppose but uh yeah they had the ray rice years with greg giano and that was about it football wise but yeah they're really good that was a really good team too so it was a really good team in those years um but i know yeah they did not sustain it <laughs> well, that's the hardest thing to do in college football. And you talk, talk about UMaine trying to sustain it. That's yeah. sustaining it's the hardest thing. I mean, a- Alabama's are one in a million, you know. I mean, so, like, if you, for most teams, I think the best you can hope for is 
you know, every few years you get this recruiting class in, they grow into seniors, and then they, they really, you know, make things happen. And it sounds like you may with this young team had a chance to have, you know, two, three, maybe four good years here. So it'll be exciting. I'm glad you brought up Alabama because that's they've been bugging me a lot lately. <laughs> they bug everyone. Well, why, why are they bugging when we, you? When do we when do we find out that when does the scandal get broken? Here's my theory on this. I don't believe that Nick Saban is some genius coach who can just out coach everybody. I don't even believe that you can get that many blue chip recruits every season without something shady going on. And I understand shady College football and college basketball all goes together. But you're telling me in today's day and age of me first, me first, what's in it for me, what's in it for my kid, that the top, I don't know, pick a number, 10 football recruits every year all decide to go to the same school knowing you're not going to play until you're a senior because we've got those other three classes ahead of you. And even when you get there, you're going to be competing against each other for playing time. And you're telling me that they go there – Knowing that, because these kids just want to win a national championship and get to the NFL. Because I'm pretty sure that pick a uh, uh, let me pick a school off the cuff, right? Like an Arizona State can come to you and say, "Listen, we might not have the best kids, but you can come in, you can play right now. You'll play a Pac-12 a Pac-12 schedule, and you will be you will be destined for the NFL because we can showcase you." That kids aren't choosing that route over go sit on the bench for three years and hope you can play when you're a senior? Well, I think one thing... Something's going on. Saban has been doing this for so long, right? So He was doing this at LSU before, uh, Michigan State before that. So, like, for 20-plus years, he's built this reputation of sending guys to the league, to the NFL. And so I think that factors in, like... To use your example, though, like Ole Miss. Remember that Ole Miss had those great recruiting classes? Well, we found out they were violating every NCAA rule in the book. So, I mean, it, it, I think when it happens, it's obvious initially, and then it, investigations happen. And But I feel like Alabama might actually be an exception just because of what Saban has done for so long in college football and the reputation he's built of, like, if you want to go to the NFL, your best bet is to play for Nick Saban because he is sending – more guys to the NFL than maybe any other program. Um, Miami sent a bunch. Um, LSU has sent a bunch, but Alabama's right there with them. So um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see if anything comes out you know, down the road. But his reputation, I think, is just so stellar, um, especially since you know he's been doing it for you know twenty plus years. Uh, unlike maybe like Old Miss, which was like a flash in the pan a few years back. So we'll see. Obviously, obviously, the engagement has done something to your brain. <laughs> not I just hey, I hate Alabama. I can't stand their fans. I, so <laughs> I can't. I, I I I honestly I I think it's you know it's funny when you say when we say things like oh you think any you think Alabama could beat any NFL team? Oh and, lord! Yes, yes, I think they could. And the sad part is, I think they could beat more than like four of them. And I just. Georgia played the best game Georgia can, has played in two years the other night. Still lost. Still lost. The, the fact that nobody can even compete with them. It's not just a program that is, we're, we're head and shoulders above everybody else. Like, take it in the Patriots. Um, head and shoulders above everybody else. Still lose a couple of games every now and again. Alabama never loses. Not recently. <laughs> and, and, they, and they beat everybody by 50 points. Okay, it's not 50, but I know it's, uh, the margin is ridiculous. It's like 40-some points. I mean, uh, 
the exception of Georgia the other day, I think no team has been within 43 of them this year. Yeah, if this, year's, wrong. If this year's team finishes a deal, you have to say they're one of the best college football teams ever assembled, but I still don't think they beat the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I mean, the, the Browns have well, a rookie. They might beat the Bengals. They might be. With, oh, well, currently with, with what's-his-face at quarterback, well, what was his name? The guy who well, – Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, maybe <laughs> with Jeff Driscoll at quarterback right, just, who was not good at Florida. But. I hate Alabama. I hate that, this notion. I hate – I just can't believe it's on the up and up, Okay. I, I just the cynic in me won't allow to believe it. Yeah, I, I mean it, that's fair. I think. <laughs> I uh, and you you just described why I stopped paying attention to college football long ago when Notre Dame and or Army was done, right? Because when I was a kid, it was Notre Dame because they were on TV each week. Yeah, Lou, yeah. I thought it was funny that Lou Holtz sounded like my librarian, Mrs. Skillen, <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Skillen, yeah. and uh, I always got a kick out of that. I always found it funny, and. Um, I also, uh, I, I always, you know, liked Army because, you know, I was in the Army and it was kind of the tie-in and it's been nice to see them actually beat Navy in my lifetime. Yeah, I Army's was, good now. I was, I was beginning to worry about that, that I was going to be, you know, part of that for the longest time. But no, uh, they covered the spread for a few years and then they finally beat them. So that was cool. Um, but usually that was it. You know, Notre Dame would play their bowl game and I'd be like, okay, we're done with college football. Now they're in the playoff and they'll probably lose their game to Clemson pretty handily and then they'll, you know, then that'll be that. But well, um, most likely that we'll have to read two weeks of stories about how was Notre Dame overrated. Did we just fall in love with the mystique of Notre Dame? Yeah. Blah, oh yeah. Blah, That's it's yeah. the same. It's the same recycle column every you know six to eight yeah. years when Notre Dame makes it towards the yeah. national championship. Notre Dame's just yeah. boring. Like they're undefeated, but they're not an interesting team. I, in my opinion, but and what, yes, I think Clemson will roll. What a yeah, Northwestern Ohio State Big Ten championship game. That was a great game. Yeah. You know the final score says Ohio State won by twenty one. It was a it was a three um, point game in the third quarter. It was a seven point game in early in the fourth quarter. Like it was back and forth, a battle until Ohio State did score the final two touchdowns of the game uh, to make that you know cover the spread and uh, and yeah. make it look like more a blowout. But it was not a blowout. It was a really good game, and so Ohio State um, did not impress the committee enough uh, mm -hmm. to make the playoff. Uh, and so and I think the three touchdown loss to Purdue might have a part of that, but. Uh, so Northwestern ended up in the Holiday Bowl uh, with a Pac-12 runner-up, uh, Utah. And, of course, Ohio State's in the Rose Bowl against Washington. But, yeah, Big Ten title game was really good and well attended. It was a sellout, uh, 66,000 fans at Lucas Oil Stadium, which is more you can say for the Pac-12, which cannot fill that 49ers uh, venue at all for their title game. But it's a different story. <laughs> I, I, I do need to ask you one more thing before we get out of here, Travis. Okay. Um, the okay. end of the Giants game the other day. Exactly how excited were you to watch them not field the onside kick and then give up the touchdown to tie it? How excited was I? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. When did I turn the game off? Um, the last time I checked, they were ahead by 10. So imagine my surprise when I found out they lost. Not only that they lost, they lost in overtime. Um, so I guess not very excited. <laughs> Uh, not too much. That's not what you wanted. I know that's not what you wanted, but I've given up on them. I just, I, can't. I know you've given up, but I mean that was a new level of disaster, right? Yeah, but... I won't. But why would I put my? Why am I going to put myself through that? Why am I going to put myself through that with like my, I don't know, seventh favorite sports team, you know, in life? Uh... I just can't do it. I can't do it. I'm the anti. I told you I'm the anti-sports writer. I just don't. I just don't care about the NFL. I understand. I just don't care. I know. I know you want to. But you can't, and I understand why. So that's totally cool. 
I do want to. I just I can't allow myself to get that angry. You know. That makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I'm glad I could help. I know. I'm glad you were. I'm glad you were too. It was good. I just I got a kick out of it because honestly, I thought Chicago should have gone for two because I didn't think I. I mean, you're on the road. Go for two. Like you've already. You've got, you mean to tell me you don't have one more stupid trick play that you can guarantee yourself a two point, <laughs> a two pointer on against the Giants? I mean, New York, sp- New York sports radio would have been uh, must listen to radio this week, regardless of what decisions are made with with Corbin Machado, Harper, or anybody like that. Like it would it would have been must listen to just to see them trash everybody this week because uh, they would have wanted Shermer fired. Uh, Eli hung wow. up in the street, even though he didn't play defense. It was just, <laughs> I really wanted that to happen. But sadly, just, it just wasn't I, to be. So when the final score, when I saw the final score, you know, when it came across or whatever, and I was like, wow, they won a game in overtime. Look at them coming, being a good team in overtime, right? Regardless of how it's done. But my, but my, see, this is how bad I am as a person. My first thought is, yeah, well, too bad you couldn't hold a freaking lead against the Eagles of all teams last week. It just looked a lot different this week. You know, with uh, you'd have five wins instead of four, and in a crappy division, you know, you'd have a shot. And instead, you gave it away. You just totally gave it away. You barfed it away against the Eagles. So now, you know, you can't even feel good about a win over a team like the Bears. But you're not bitter, so that's good, right? <laughs> no, not at all. That's why I don't want myself to get all wound up about it. Right, I get it. I totally get it. Thanks for bringing it up. Travis Barrett, centralmaine.com. He covers all sorts of things for them up there. Uh, you, you got high school stuff this week? You got Maine hockey? What's uh, what's your what's your plan? I what's have, your shindig? Uh, I have Colby hockey again tonight. And then I have, yeah, we have some uh, like girls hockey this weekend and some high school boys basketball this weekend, this Friday night. So it's, um, I, I think summer's over, is what they're telling me. Tis the season, from what I hear, yes. It sure is, yeah. Sure right. is. All right, my friend, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Always fun, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. That's Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com. I cannot wait to listen to you two and Wing talk to him next week. <laughs> well, I didn't know he like didn't he hate the Patriots, and so I, I asked him a Patriots question the last time yeah. I was hosting. He was like, "Did Maddie put you up to that or something?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like the Patriots, and I don't like the NFL in general. Yeah, that's why. I, I, that's why I only ask him about the Giants because it brings me joy when the Giants struggle. Ten fifty nine. We'll have more on the way. It's a Beelis Daily Spectrum Mouthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Don't.